what the Niners did to the Cowboys last night. Like, can you imagine just being a rookie panelist who said Dallas was the best team in football in their first show two weeks ago? Can you imagine what the, oh my goodness, Kevin Clark going the wrong way. Brock Purdy is 10-0. He's playing at Montana Young and above level. How real is that? Also, everything else we can jam into this show from a thrilling, shocking, vomitorious sports weekend. Yeah, that's a great question, actually. Max Kershaw on the U. Who airport sushi themselves the worst this weekend? Happens to the best of us, Kevin. Is there any weakness to the San Francisco football team? That's the question I start with. Is Brock Purdy the MVP? That's where we start. I don't need to say any more after Niners 42, Cowboys 10. Bill Barnwell, around the horn to you on what you witnessed last night. I witnessed Brock Purdy prove yet again that he's just not another plug-and-play Niners quarterback. He's something different and something special. In addition to winning every single game he's played without having his elbow get blown out against the Eagles, Brock Purdy is now averaging more than nine yards per attempt, completing more than 70% of his passes, and has not thrown an interception in his first five games, something only one other quarterback has done in the history of the National Football League. And the Niners, five games with 30 points or more to start their season, something they never did with Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Montana, or Steve Young. Do you see a weakness in this team, Bill Barnwell? It was the offensive line was my concern, but they managed to block Micah Parsons and make him an irrelevant part of this football game. So their weaknesses don't seem like weaknesses to me when they are playing so well on the offensive side of the football. So, yes, Brock Purdy is for real. No, this team does yes. not have a weakness. Kevin Clark, to you on what you witnessed from the 49ers last night. To be the man, you got to beat the man, and the Niners are the best team in football, Tony. Well, you're Reality. still doing it. Yeah, that, I, would, I would ease <laughs> up on that. Uh, it took no extra effort for the Dallas Cowboys' best players to be completely eradicated last night. The Niners made a very good football team, and the Cowboys still are that quit. They made them realize they're not the team that we thought they were or that they thought they were. This was an embarrassment. This shows you the gap. Uh, at not only quarterback, but all through the roster. This was a disaster for the Cowboys, and it just showed you there may not even be on the second tier. The Cowboys may be a third-tier team, and the Niners are on a tier with the, just a couple other teams in this league right now. Talk to me more about the quarterback position with San Francisco, though, because there's adjacent conversations going on. Oh, another quarterback could come in here and do the same things. I even heard Mac Jones was another quarterback that could come in and do the same things today. Um, what you see from Purdy and how real this is, Kevin? Well, a lot of guys could fail at this, and he's not doing it. He's throwing on time, he's throwing accurately, and he's running this Kyle Shanahan offense as good as anybody has in a very long time. Better than Jimmy Garoppolo, better than any of those plug-and-play guys over the past couple of years, as Bill alluded to. This is the Shanahan offense in its most perfected form that we've seen. So, sure, I'm sure you could get a couple guys who'd be better at this, but there are very few mm. guys walking this earth who could do what Kyle Shanahan asks him to do better than Brock Purdy. Okay, but there seems to be some hesitancy to say he's a legit MVP of this season from, from Clark at the moment, Harry Lyles Jr. You can go Purdy or you can go any weaknesses you think there might be for this 49ers team. I'm not sure if you're going to find one. Yeah, I don't think there's any weaknesses. And honestly, I felt like last night was a good reminder of what this 49ers team is. And that is in a class of its own with the Philadelphia Eagles 
in the NFC. I think a lot of people remember that NFC Championship game last year and how ugly that got for San Francisco and sort of let that taste linger in their mouths a little bit. But to me, the thing that stood out about this game was, as my brother in Burgundy, Bill Barnwell, said it about Brock Purdy because he's doing the things that you need to see out of him for somebody that you didn't have high expectations out of. One, he's making the easy plays. If you're going to be a good or a great quarterback in the league, you've got to make those. He completed 13 of 15 passes to open receivers for 203 yards and three touchdowns. That is the best completion percentage for that since ESPN started tracking it in 2006. And then as far as the other plays, he's making the big plays too with air yards, 10 yards or more. He's completing 73% of those passes. So if he's doing those things, he already has a great team. Is he your MVP, Harry Lyles Jr.? Could he be the MVP of the league? I'm not ready to go there just yet because we've still seen great things out of Tua and Josh Allen, but he's on his way to becoming a great player. I'm going to stop and check tape and go back when I I watch the show and replay, but I'm pretty sure, Harry, you said they are in a league of their own along with the Eagles, which means it's not a league of their own and there's another team involved in that equation. Courtney Corona now, I'll go to you. Could Brock Purdy be MVP of the league? He sure can. And the reason there's pause on putting him in that conversation is because there's 31 other teams that passed on him. So we take the Mr. Irrelevant tag that he still has attached to his name, and there's always a qualifier there. But what we can't deny here is how good he's been playing. A career-high four touchdowns last night, a 144.2 passer rating by the time he was pulled early in the fourth quarter. What he did in spreading the ball around, they wanted to take Christian McCaffrey away. They were able to limit him to 51 rushing yards. Brock Purdy had four, five receivers who had at least 25 receiving yards each. What he is doing now is worthy of being put in that conversation as a top uh-oh, six, top uh-oh, seven, top that eight is a bad phrase. in the MVP. Well, I agree, but we're having the conversation. Welcome to the conversation, Courtney. <sighs> what, what Purdy has, he has an issue that people just judge him on that title that he was Mr. Rump. If he happened to be the number three in the pick, this would have been number three pick in the draft. This would have been all expected or at least allowed to be an MVP candidate without having to say, we need to have the conversation. We're going to move on to the Cowboys, though, because have they reached a point with Dak Prescott where the mountain may be too large for them to climb? Or it's a mountain they just don't have the tools to climb. And defensively, that mountain was avalanching on them. Kevin, you thought they were the best. But how do you consider Dak and the defense after this kind of loss? Well, the Cowboys uh, have lost the edge at coaching, toughness, and overall talent. Other than that, they're totally fine. Um, This was a disaster. Um, It shows you that basically they've had years to get over the mountaintop in the NFC, and they haven't done anything to address it. They're still on the second tier. I thought year after year that they'd make some sort of leap. They've drafted okay. Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback, but they still can't get there. At some point, it becomes a philosophical organizational problem. They can't get over the hump, and this is going to be another year of just exactly the same that we've seen. Bill Barnwell. Kevin's correct. This is a coaching failure from the Cowboys' perspective because the Niners shifted and the Cowboys did not react. The Niners typically one of the heaviest zone teams in all of football. Last night they came out and doubled their man coverage rate, took away the short game, the quick game from the Cowboys, and Dak Prescott did not react. Mm. Two interceptions on tight window throws near the middle of the field and one deep overthrow. If you're Mike McCarthy and you fire Kellen Moore and you want to take over the offense, you have to have that counterpunch when you get something you don't expect. You saw a schematic advantage for San Francisco last night. They made a move, and the coaching and all of Dallas, and Dak specifically, did not respond to that. But, Courtney, do we have even bigger 
philosophical issue here where Dak hits a wall and can't get through it. Yeah, and you know who's not helping him get through it? It's Mike McCarthy. What we saw missing from the game plan last night and the last couple of games is the lack of play-action shots. They're not moving the ball downfield that way. It took Dak till week two before he threw his first passing touchdown. This isn't all on him. Of course, the turnovers are happening in inopportune times. He looked like the old Dak with the three interceptions last night and then against Arizona, a game in which they lost. He throws that interception in the red zone. That's not entirely on him. That's on Mike McCarthy to a big part of this equation, Mm. but they're paying a good quarterback, great quarterback money. And these are the things that accumulate when Jerry Jones is making a decision about the future of the quarterback position after this year. Remember, Trey Lance is there on the sideline. He might be the bridge quarterback to get this Dallas team past Dak Prescott. If that's So you're going there a little bit, but if I were to ask Harry, do the Cowboys have a quarterback problem or a coaching problem? What would you say? I think it's closer to coaching. I mean, look, a lot of people whose name has brought up recently has been Kellen Moore. I don't think Kellen Moore makes up, what, 32-point difference last night. However, the thing with this Cowboys team is they've always been good or solid. The great teams travel well. The Cowboys don't travel well. A lot of the reasons that Kevin said that this was one of the better teams in the NFL, he was correct for. Like, a lot of the things that they show at home are great. The problem is when they get on the road, they score 12 less points per game and they give up 17 more. You're not going to win football games that way. And I think a lot of your team not traveling well has to do with coaching and your rhythms and things like that. But again, I feel like this is why that they are a good team, not a great team. And we didn't even get to the other side of the ball. A a number one or number two defense allowing 42. I'll give you the last word, Casey. You can go on that or, or back on deck. Yeah, uh, Dak in particular, he was talking all week about how he was thinking about the playoff game from last year. Every moment of every day, this is not the game you can play after that. And it shows you that they thought they were going to have a better Sunday. This was just a total organizational letdown. I don't know how you recover for the rest of the year. Don't take him seriously until further notice. We've been horned. We move on. Another headline, the Patriots. Have you ever seen a quarterback benched in back-to-back games and still have their job? That's what we're hearing. Mac Jones still the QB1 for New England. And then for the greatest coach of all time, have you ever seen that man have his worst loss ever followed up with 34 to nothing loss? Courtney Cronin on the major malfunction and the bottom of rock bottom for New England. The Patriots have gotten progressively worse since the end of the 2021 season, and Bill Belichick is the common denominator there. Last two games, lost by a combined score, 72-3, to and I don't know how to say this in a nice way. This might not be the worst that it gets, Tony. When you take a look at Bill Belichick, the coach, some of the decisions that he's made make you believe he's throwing in the towel. His team's down 24-0 to in the third quarter. He opts to punt from the Saints' 40-yard line on fourth and three, so that's giving up when there's 25 minutes of game time left. And then Bill Belichick, the general manager, decides that he has he's going to ignore all of his offense's issues and hire Bill O'Brien to come in here and save the day. What that's resulted in is your starting quarterback being benched in back-to-back weeks and, frankly, no, uh, no solution in sight Well, you here. put this all on Belichick. You don't even think, okay, Mac Jones' name did not come up in that answer. Harry Lyles Jr., I think it's a mix of everything, but it starts with Bill Belichick, the GM. Look, a lot of the decisions that he has made over the years have not been the best, but you've been able to make up for it because you had number 12 back there, right? Like, that is completely different than having Mac Jones at quarterback. And even those early dynasty Patriots teams, they were known for defense. Like, Tom Brady had to develop into the quarterback that he became so you can make up 
for that lack of personnel. When you look at their skill group, there's nobody that you look at on there and you're like, okay, well, no, there's a lot of potential there. So to me, this starts with Bill Belichick, the GM. The interesting part now is going to see how much leeway does he still have from two decades of success and six Super Bowls. Kevin, I'm going to tweak the question a little bit to you, all right? We, we do know a game evolves over a generation, and now we're dealing with 20, 30-plus years of incredible success. But as the game evolved, where do you see Belichick fitting into today's game? <laughs> Nowhere good. Um, this is a guy who solved every problem over a 25-year period. He innovated basically at every edge in football for over that time, and it seems like he's out of ideas. The lucky thing for Bill Belichick is the guy evaluating his job performance isn't Bill Belichick, because Belichick always cuts bait a year early. He gives no slack. He gives no patience. And yet he's going to get that, the thing he never afforded anybody else, because he has earned it through Robert Kraft. So we will see what happens, but I just see a guy who out of innovations, who did it at a higher level than anybody in the history of coaching, who just doesn't seem to have another pitch. And as someone who has such great respect for what he's done with the sport, uh, it's sad to see. Wow. And Bill, are you there? Are you where Kevin is right there with the game where it is and Belichick where he is? Changes have to happen. Kevin is absolutely correct. This, this coaching staff needs fresh blood. They're full of people who either Belichick coached, Belichick who played for Belichick, or who are Belichick's children. They have to bring in some fresh Woo! blood to revitalize their ideas. None of you really even Belichick. talked about the starting quarterback being benched twice in two weeks. It's still All right, fine. So it's like bad. Belichick did a Pythagorean theorem, and now we're up to a different multidimensional calculus in the NFL. Is that what it is? I don't know. That, that's my guy Milton from uh, Love is Blind who said that. Fire sells next. I just like the lot. Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Heart of Happy Hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. From the Seaport District at Pier 17. Some terrible ways to lose this weekend, but check out this Russell Wilson killer turnover. Jets 31, Broncos 21. Buy or sell the Nathaniel Hackett grudge being the decider in this game. The Jets gave him the game ball. Courtney, around the one to you. 
I guess I'll sell that it was the deciding factor. It certainly meant a lot to this team. Robert Sala made sure to mention the exact yardage total that this offense put up on Denver, 407 yards to be exact. But it wasn't particularly a great performance. They were 0 for 5 in the red zone. They did chip away at Denver's terrible run defense. And Zach Wilson threw that interception in Denver territory late in the fourth quarter. But you could see on Nathaniel Hackett's face, as much as he didn't want to admit it during the week, how much this meant to him on the side. Jr. Tony, I'm selling the grudge had anything to do with it. Look, this matchup seemed great before the season started, right? When we thought the Jets were going to be contenders with Aaron Rodgers, when we thought Sean Payton might be able to fix Russell Wilson, that we would have this beautiful, great game. And instead, we had a beauty contest between two incredibly ugly contestants. Like, Zach Wilson did something bad, and then Russell Wilson just did something worse, and that's the way the game went. And to me, that had nothing to do with the grudge. It was just a bad football game. Clark? I am buying the Nathaniel Hackett redemption narrative. Sean Payton has now lost uh-oh, to three uh-oh. ex-Broncos coaches. In... Yeah, bad word. It's okay. Walk through it. Come with in, in, in this season, he's lost to three ex-Broncos coaches. He's losing to another ex-Broncos coach, Vance Joseph, every single week because he's a defensive coordinator who keeps giving up all these points. <laughs> this is a disaster. It's qualifying as the worst coaching job in football history by Sean Payton's measure. Mm. And by the way, because of that, Mario Cristobal owes him a gift. Oh, out. we'll get to the U. Don't worry. Bill Barnwell, how about you? <laughs> I'm buying that Sean Payton got out coached in this game and outthought his scenario. He even came out after this game and said, we abandoned the run too quickly. You can't do that when you call out the opposing coach for being terrible at his job, especially after your defense blows its third halftime lead in five weeks. And the offense for the Jets, not exactly the highest offense in football, goes off in the second half. They run for 150 yards. Zach Wilson is 7 of 9 for over 100 yards. This was an embarrassment of a defeat for the Broncos. And it does come down to more so than Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, and their coaching staff. Fire sale to baseball. Do the Phillies have Atlanta's number? They beat Strider in game one, and they shut out the best lineup in baseball. Game two is in an hour. It's Wheeler versus Freed. Ow. Late game tonight, Dodgers-Diamondbacks. Can L.A. recover after the Kershaw devastation Saturday? Worst postseason start of all time. Fans were throwing away his jerseys. Just two games today. Other series pause with Texas up two on Baltimore, Minnesota, and Houston split. Harry, what result from the weekend meant most to you? Tony, it'll be as no shock. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves here, but hear me out. It's because they were shut out. They hadn't been shut out in 124 consecutive games. This is something that the, this Atlanta Braves team has done well all season is score runs, and you wasted a Spencer Strider outing. A lot of people felt like the Braves should have gone out and got another arm for the postseason. If your bats go dry right now, there's no solving that. So to me, the Braves really got to get this thing right tonight. Must win game tonight. Kevin Clark, how about you? Uh, it's the Phillies. Crowd is as good as there is in baseball right now. If you feel like a team of destiny, I'd say uh, Harry mentioned the Braves getting shut out. All of these good teams are struggling. Uh, any team that won over 92 games this year is 0 7 so far in the playoffs as of this uh, recording. Um, and you're not allowed to blame Russ. This is just teams flopping. Skill issue, guys. Play better. Is that right? Every team with over 92 wins has lost this postseason. Bill Barnwell, what was the takeaway from this weekend? 
I'll go with the Twins getting the most out of their stars. They stayed put at the trade deadline, did not add pieces because they came out and said, our stars have to play better. Well, look at what happens here. Carlos Correa, who was so good defensively in the first round, three hits, three RBIs. Uh, they get seven innings from their starting pitching, which shut out, uh, shut out there. They are impressive. Their stars have to play well for them to win this series against the Astros. So far, they have. And Courtney Cronin. Dave Roberts said that Clayton Kershaw felt the best that he had in all months, in the last few months. I'd like to know how he would perform if this was the worst that he felt. Five hits, five runs allowed before recording an out before he got pulled. That's the first pitcher in postseason history to have a feat like that. He's no stranger to struggles in the postseason, but this was just straight out bad with a capital B for Clayton Kershaw. It defies logic. The best pitcher of a generation has had struggles in the postseason. And even now, it still sinks deeper. The weekend that Bill Plaschke wrote a column saying they were guaranteed to win the World Series. Ah, Courtney Cronin, Kevin Clark, thanks for your time today. Harry Lowell's Jr., Bill Barnwell, that's our showdown next. Bill, take a knee in showdown. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Aces 99, Liberty 82. Complete domination by Vegas in the second half. And everybody was watching for Stewart versus Wilson, Wilson versus Stewart. The production Las Vegas got from Young, Plum, Gray put them over the top. Bill, does a win like this change how you think the series might go? It does, Tony, for the exact reason you just mentioned. Asia Wilson only had 19 points in this game. Three other Aces players go for 20-plus. What happens when Asia Wilson takes over this series? Mm-hmm. Harry Lyles Jr. This doesn't change it for me, Tony. This was always going to be about the Aces. I know the storyline has been we've got two super teams. One was created last offseason. The other drafted players in 2017, 18, and 19. The Aces are built for this. They're only super teams if they come from the super region of France. At this moment, they're just teams deciding who's going to win the world championship. We'll move on. College, Miami. Oh, man, you never have seen anybody lose like Miami lost Saturday night. They could have kneeled. They didn't. They fumbled. It was reviewed, but it stood. The defense was Swiss cheese after this. I'm looking off camera right now at Kevin Clark, our alum of of the U. He's, He's apoplectic. Look at the bench here. What are we doing? Harry, is there anything Mario Cristobal can say to his team to answer that question? What the bleep are we doing? 
No, Tony, and even if there was, they certainly don't want to hear it. But let's also give Georgia Tech some credit here. Haynes King makes the 44-yard touchdown pass, and there's one team in FBS to have three wins on the road against ranked opponents, and it's the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Mm. Bill Barnwell. No, this is the easiest thing you can do as a head coach, easier than picking what shoes to wear or whether to pick heads or tails during the coin toss. Gregory Cristobal has done this at Oregon. He's done it for years running the ball weight in games. He has He's cost all, himself right. any credibility. Mm -hmm. Harry Lyles Jr., 30 seconds of FaceTime. The biggest game of the college football weekend happened in Dallas, Texas, Texas, Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel led an incredible game to lead Oklahoma to victory. I have seen him grow over the years. The first sideline game I did was 2021 UCF against Boise State. Three-hour lightning delay. He took incredible hits in that game, led his team to a 21-point comeback. To see him now, a man from Hawaii, go halfway back across the country, win that game at Oklahoma at the biggest neutral site game in North American sports has been incredible. Good luck to them the rest of the way. Hopefully we get to see a Red River matchup, possibly in the Big 12 Championship in Jerry World. All right, Kevin Clark, this is a safe place. Let it all out, please. Bend the knee at least. Take the knee.